Thanks very much, Christine, for uh, and uh, Ottawa Gatineau uh, chapter for inviting me here today um, to talk about the zero to three years of career, the early stages. Um, I am, uh, as Christine mentioned, I'm the director of education at the Canadian Public Relations Society, and uh, CPRS uh, is really um, uh, dedicated and committed to working with members as they progress through their career. I will say that uh, do please consider joining an association. The value of joining a professional association is real. And regardless of which one you join, I really do encourage you to consider um, staying with or joining if you're not a member now because the benefits for you in the early days and as you progress through your career are indisputable. So. So we're going to talk a bit about uh, the journey, as was mentioned earlier. Uh, and when you think about your career, think of it as uh, a pathway. We're talking about navigating through your career and what your pathway really looks like through the PR profession. I'm going to step back a little bit um, prior to uh, your post-secondary education uh, and just think about what made you decide to go down this route in the first place. Perhaps you decided or identified that you liked to write when you were in high school, you were interested in business, or you found PR in particular interesting. Maybe it was uh, Samantha and the Samantha Jones PR agency from Sex and the City or Entourage, whatever your inspiration was. Um, but you made the decision that uh, public relations and communications was interesting to you. And then your next step was to find your, uh, your program and understand where the opportunities were. So there are three post-secondary institutions here in Ottawa offering PR programs. And, you know, there are 45 institutions across Canada offering 52 programs. And they are producing between two and 3,000 grads a year. So it's a very congested, competitive, as Ken mentioned, uh, marketplace out there. So uh, identifying your program, finishing it, and, uh, and then moving on is, uh, is not always going to be easy. And, and I'm, I'm sure you can all agree with that. As was mentioned, uh, I'm going to speak a little bit about the public relations knowledge exam, but I'm, I'll, I'll get to that um, because it is a step. It is a bridge from one bridge. It's one bridge from education to, to the marketplace. So as you're preparing for a career, you're now finishing your program. A lot of you are preparing possibly for your last year or you're heading out to the marketplace. Uh, to look for a job and, and preparing for your career. Uh, you're almost finished your program and perhaps you're changing careers. So we all think about those of you who are finishing programs and entering your, uh, the workplace for the first time. But there are those who are switching careers. They may have decided that they don't want to continue with uh, what they're doing and they're interested in PR. So, so that they are also presenting competition for you in the marketplace as they enter public relations. So a real challenge for those of you who are, are looking to start your career is how to differentiate yourself. And a lot of those tips that Ken mentioned earlier uh, really play into uh, 
uh, not only finding your job, but as you progress into those first few years of your career. So once you establish where you want to, to uh, start your career, and you're in, uh, in the early days, I will tell you that employers are, and I think you, uh, you validated this, employers have told us that they are really challenged with writing skills, critical thinking, and judgment in their early uh, new, new uh, junior practitioners. So if you are able to demonstrate um, unequivocally that you can manage your, you bring solid writing skills to the table and that you can think on your feet and uh, use judgment in making decisions, that's going to set you apart. And um, that will be part of how you show uh, that you have what it takes that they're looking for. And one of the reasons that they're challenged with it, I will tell you, is that a lot of the graduates that are coming out of programs are coming out of uh, a significant amount, participating in a significant amount of uh, group work, which I understand. Uh, I, I did my MBA. We did a lot of group work, uh, you know, and some, some people take on more of the burden than others. Some ride the coattails, what have you. But everybody comes out with the same grade. So when you're sitting talking to a prospective employer, they're really interested in you as an individual and what you can bring to the table. So while your transcript does have meaning, meaning I, I just want you to be aware that they know that a lot of what you're participating in is, uh, is group work. So one of the opportunities to differentiate yourself uh, from, your, uh, from the marketplace is the public relations knowledge exam. I won't spend a lot of time talking about it, although I have a few slides on it. Um, the PRK, as we refer to it, uh, was just launched this year. It is um, a tool, one of many. It's not a silver bullet by any means. But it's a tool that offers not only um, students and graduates the opportunity to take the initiative, and initiative is very important in the early days of your career, um, to indicate that you are committed to continuous lifelong learning, to development. And uh, this is one tool you can use whether you are looking for a job or you already have secured your position and really want to stand out. The PRK assesses not only uh, public relations fundamentals and concepts, but it does assess critical thinking, writing skills, and judgment. And the reason that it does that is because we did consult with industry and that's what they're looking for. So this is not an academic exercise, it's a practical assessment of knowledge and skills. This gives you an idea of what's tested. Uh, we've got 20% on theory concepts and practices. Those are multiple choice. And then workplace readiness is that writing and editing skills. And the strategic analysis is case study and critical thinking. We have written, uh, sorry, we did launch it in January. We had new grads. We had students in their final year. And we had those who were already working write it. So everybody writes it for a different reason, but, but it definitely is to indicate that they have that solid base of, of knowledge. This is just a little bit uh, more detail about what each of those sections covers. Um, and upon success, you do have 
a certificate to show that you're successful. You do get uh, some recognition on our website if you're a, if you're a member. You can post your bio so people can uh, can see uh, that you have taken that step, and it's an opportunity for you to brag about it and explain why you wrote it. Talk to the your employers or prospective employers about. Um, what it is and why you wrote it. So really looking at um, your entry to the profession, which I look at about zero to three years because it really is the beginning, um, you, you bring to the table a lot. So don't underestimate what you bring. You bring your post-secondary credential. You have a network. Um, the interesting thing when I talk to students about networking is a lot of students aren't sure how to network. What they don't realize is that they've already started. Your colleagues, your family, your friends, anyone you've worked with, those are all people that are part of your network, and you can leverage them. Um, in terms of formal networking, there are probably networking events that you attend, and they can be sometimes awkward because you feel like you have, you're on a date, and you have to interview each other and figure out whether you're compatible. And, um, but networking can also be informal. It's really about keeping your eyes and ears open, identifying opportunities, and don't make the mistake of thinking that it's one way. It's not all about you. It's what you can offer them as well. It's a two-way relationship, and it's long-term. So don't underestimate who you already have. There were not many hands up that uh, think they have a solid network. So look back and think and revisit who you do know, and you may find that you're further along that route than you think. Um, if you choose to write the PRK, you certainly can bring that to the table. And CPRS does have job postings on our national site. So if you are in the midst of looking for a job, uh, it's open to the public. Feel free to go and take a look. If those jobs are too senior for you where you are right now, they do give you an indication of who's hiring. So as Ken mentioned, knowing something about the organization, you can see who's hiring, what they're hiring and find out more about them. And then once you've landed your job, um, continue or, or um, begin a relationship with a professional society or association. And again, I'm CPRS, so of course I'd love you all to join CPRS, but um, there are other options for you, and it's really about knowing what your options are. <coughs> and associations generally offer professional development opportunities. We did a focus group with some um, uh, with um, PR practitioners from agencies in Toronto. There were about 11 agencies represented. So this is the agency world. It's not corporate, not government. It was agency. Um, they were up to three years in their career. And when we asked them what's most important in their career de development, in their opinion, it was professional development. Um, and what they also mentioned is they weren't sure if there were professional development opportunities offered through their employer. And when we talk to employers, most of them say, yes, they're available, but we're not going to chase you. If you want to take advantage of PD, whether it's internal or compensation for an external program, come and ask us because there is a pot of money available, which, again, show the initiative. And, uh, and make it part of that work plan that Ken mentioned. Networking, I've already talked about. Um, CPRS does have a resource library of white papers, um, but know your resources, read your books, know what references are out there, keep on top of what's being published, who's writing, what they're saying, so that you know the questions to ask. 
And the member directory, again, in an association, that's the perfect tool for networking. If you're a member, you have access to every other member, senior, intermediate, and otherwise. If you're looking ahead to five years and you want to be accredited, uh, and again, Charlene will talk about that, there are things that you will need to do in your work, that five-year work experience. Sit down with your employer. Say, this is my plan. This is where I need to be in five years, and I need your help to get there. And you'll be surprised how, how eager they are to help you. Again, take the initiative, set yourself apart, volunteer, uh, step up for assignments, uh, take advantage of opportunities that come your way, professional development, PD, 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 PD. And, and de demonstrate your competence in what you do. Talk it up. Tell them about your successes. It's not a bad thing to brag about where you've had success. Make sure people know where you've done uh, made a difference and been successful. Something a client has told you or um, an opportunity you took advantage of that perhaps no one knew about, but it did produce some great results. Don't be afraid to do that. I will tell you early in my career, I, I wouldn't talk to anybody. I wouldn't talk about what I did. I sat waiting for the opportunities to come to me. It took a long time. So don't wait. Take the initiative. <clears throat> and that's really all I wanted to, to cover off with you um, about uh, that for now. Well, thank you.